Well, hello, and uh, thank you all for coming to this, and thank you very much to Tom and Jamie for being here with us. Um, we're going to just, I'm going to ask a few questions, and, um, and then we'll open it up to uh, the audience to see uh, what everybody has to say. So thank you very much <laughs> for sharing that with us. Um, it was very... I hadn't watched it before. I thought that I wanted to watch it in the cinema. And it was very uh, passionate and very intense. It was really, um, it's kind of very, it was very moving and it was, it was yeah, intense is the word, I think. <laughs> you know, it was like when, when you felt that every moment was, was lived. I think that was, that was what really struck me. So um, you said earlier, Tom, that this was very much, um, it meant a lot to you. So can you just tell us a little bit about how it came about and what it was that you wanted to say, why you wanted to make this film? Uh, yeah, so do you want to know uh, how it came about in terms of the, the story or the actual film itself? I think creatively. Creatively, yeah. Um, uh, so it came about uh, because I wanted to explore um, uh, my own successes and, and, and failures, I think, in, in relationships uh, and myself as a, as a, as a partner. And, uh, and so I kind of, it was a quite horrible process actually of like uh, throwing a lot of stuff against the wall and, uh, and really being very honest with myself. It was a very short process um, because uh, actually Jamie had offered me a job as an actor, but I couldn't do it because of scheduling conflicts. And then I kind of accidentally pitched this uh, film over the phone to him, at which point he, uh, he liked it, asked me to write one pager, and I sent it off, and, uh, and then he got me funding literally the next day. And he was like, but you have to shoot it in three months. So I had three months to kind of like really go into all of, uh, all of my crap and, uh, and, and explore it all and, and, and put it up there. Um, and so, yeah, that was essentially uh, you know, why, I, why I made it. And it had been an idea that had kind of been sitting with me for a while, and um, yeah. So, can I ask you then, what was it, did you have kind of one or, or several key things that you knew you wanted to put into it and then the rest worked around, or did you have a sense of that structure from the start? Because it's an interesting structure and I, I'd, I'd be interested to know how you how you came about that timeline. Yeah, sure, so the original film that I pitched to Jamie was actually about a, a couple who... Aren't, don't live in Wales, who go to a cottage in the Allen Valley in, in mid Wales, which is where I'm from, and uh, and they kind of thrash out their relationship. They're they're a, they're at their sixth year and they're struggling. They're they're kind of the evolution of their relationship has hit a ceiling, and and they're trying to figure out what who they are and what they want. So that was the original idea, and so I went away and wrote a full script, which was this story. Um, but what I kept on finding is I wanted to see uh, their history and their memories that they're talking about. I really wanted to see it in action, and, and I felt like I was missing it. And I also felt like I'd, I'd seen that film before, you know, and, and done very, very well. It reminded me a little bit of um, Linklater's Before Midnight, you know, the, the third part of the trilogy. It was that kind of very, very similar. And and uh, and. I suddenly realized that actually wasn't the film I wanted to make. And I think that happens when you write, you know, there's a whole process that, <laughs> that you probably take years, but I <laughs> had three months. So I, like, I had to very 
quickly think, and uh, and I came up with this this structure, this um, this non-linear structure of, of six moments, and I also had only nine days to shoot the film in, so I need I needed to do something that was going to uh, be relatively easy to shoot, so you know I couldn't do a hundred scenes, and so I, I settled on this idea of this non-linear structure because in reflecting on anything, but definitely reflecting on, on relationships. I think that memory isn't, uh, isn't linear. I think that it's expansive. I think that what we do is we take moments and we juxtapose them in order to build up our emotional landscape. And, and, and so that's where this, this, this non-linear structure came, that we juxtapose these different memories and put them together. I wanted the film, rather than kind of it being bowed up with a big, bow tying on this is exactly how you should feel. I wanted the film to feel experiential. I wanted the audience to feel like they'd um, really felt the relationship rather than being dictated to what the relationship is. Um, and, and so yeah, I came up with this, this structure and it was an experiment. I wasn't sure if it was going to work. Um, and, uh, and there are some bits that I think really do work and some bits that you know, don't, but, but that's, you know, that's the beauty of it. Um, but I certainly feel that through this patchwork of, of moments, that by the end of the film, um, you do really feel like you know these people. Whether you know the whole journey is another thing, but I don't know, I, I think it's a felt film. I know, like you said, it's a bit intense. <laughs> uh, but it, it, I think it's a very felt experience, ultimately. I did, I did, intense is a compliment, it's not. <laughs> oh, God. It depends, it depends. Um, I've been called intense before, and, and, it, and it wasn't a compliment. <laughs> um, so can I ask you, Jamie, just, um, I know that you're a little bit poorly, but... Um, yeah, I'll do my best. Okay, so, so Tom says that you said, um, oh, okay, you can make this film, but you've got to do it in three months' time. I've got the money for you immediately. Yeah. Sounds like my kind of producer. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Was that really true? I mean, did you, did you, was there any sense that you thought this is a good way to get him to make this happen and, and seize the moment and seize that energy? Tonight I'm trying to do some performance art. I'm trying to be the type of producer I love where you're seen and not heard, you know, so I think I'm doing quite well. So what does that mean? <laughs> it means it's good to have them around, but, you know, they don't necessarily need to say much. Um, and that's typically actually what happened with this movie, to be fair. I am... Um, I pitched uh, an idea to Tom because I loved working with him on Black Mountain Poets. We had a great time there and we've worked on a couple of other shorts. Um, and as he said, he couldn't do it. And I was like, I wasn't going to give up. I was like, well, you know, I need, a, I need uh, to work with Tom again. How am I going to do this? And at the time, I mean, I'd made, I think, two films back to back at that point. And I was looking to diversify and getting uh, some great storytellers' work made because for various reasons, um, actors particularly, are full of great ideas, but you know they get lots of development and so on, but they don't necessarily get to make uh, their movies. Um, and so, yeah, I just had an experience with Alice Lowe on a film, um, and I really enjoyed seeing her come to life with Prevenge. She, she made that. Uh, and so I said to Tom, I was like, look, you're a great storyteller. Surely, you know, you, you've got something that you've uh, been kind of working away on in your mind. And of course, you know, of course they do. Um, um, we all have stories to tell. Uh, and yeah, fair play to him, he, he took the leap. It's, it's, it's very brave what he did um, and courageous. And uh, I'm just blown away, really, by how... I mean, I'm pretty sure this is Tom's first film. Like, 
Uh, yeah, yeah. My first ever directing, yeah. Yeah, not even, not even a short film, right? No, I'm such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's just incredible. I don't know what I was thinking, to be honest with you. I mean, it, it's so funny. I, I spend so much of my life, I'm sure many of us do, completely controlled by fear. And... Uh, and it stops me from doing so much stuff, you know, I get, I get, in, I get in my own way and, and this opportunity came up and I really was very determined to put the fear in the bin and, uh, and, 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 I, and, I, and I did. And it's great, no, as an actor I've collected lots of people that I've worked with and lots of people that I really love and, uh, and I was able to bring in a lot of people who, who I knew um, would kind of buy in and, and, and to my, my ideas and, and, uh, and support me also, uh, you know, and, and really help me out. Yeah. So, uh, uh, just one more question before I open it up to everybody else. Um, interestingly, leading on from that, because um, filmmaking is very often a, a whole ego game, isn't it? I mean, there are an awful lot of egos in filmmaking. And um, this feels like a very collaborative process, but at the same time, it's got a very clear voice. You're clearly in control of what you want to say there. So how did you navigate that, that route through collaboration and ego? Right. Um, yeah, ego is a, such a complex word, isn't it? Um, the reason I'm an actor is because collaboration for me is like food. I, I, and just, it's a soul food. I mean, I just, I absolutely love working with people and telling stories. And that, the most egalitarian sets are the ones that create the best work, you know, where, where the director and, 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 and the catering guy and, you know, and, and the, the runners, you all buy into this, this collaboration and everyone feels as, as, as important as the next. And, and, and I think that that's very, very important, you know, to create a space in which everyone feels like they're, they're, uh, they're part of it. There's some people that worked on the crew that might disagree with me here, but shut up. They won't um, say. <laughs> no, um, they've got questions. Yeah, shut up. No questions. <laughs> very collaborative. Um, uh, no, uh, that that's very important. But but you know, I think as a director, you have to have a very clear vision. And I think that the I think the analogy that suits best is, and it's a boring one, but you're like a captain of a ship, you know, and and there are some people that will have really really good ideas, and and you have to field those and if it fits in with your vision, then you should absolutely take that. But, you know, any time in any creative, any creativity or any creative process, the word no, it's over, it's done. You know, yes is the key to everything, to at least explore it or at least uh, take it on. You know, it, it, it's, it's essential. And, uh, and so it was a very yes set. And, uh, and of course, you know, me saying yes to this and, Yes to that, and then not saying no to the other ones, just ignoring it. Bad joke. But it was contagious, it was because contagious. two weeks before the shoot, Tom goes, so Jamie, I've changed the idea quite a bit. Um, I don't need those locations we looked at anymore. We're going to shoot mostly in Cardiff. That's what we're going to do. Cardiff. Well, thanks for that. Sandra Dodwells, <laughs> Raider. And, uh, and I just went, yes, sure, you know, let's look around, let's see what what uh, locations you need and uh, you know nine times out of ten a producer will go well hold on a minute we've we've done a recce we know what we're doing here you know we can't it's one thing to improv it's another thing to change you know most of uh, where we're going to be shooting um, so yeah so it's contagious and I think I think everybody 
and there's a positivity. And in fact, Tom as well hasn't quite spoke about it yet, but he set a tone that was, for me, I learned so much as, a, as somebody just watching a director um, in terms of the, the way, how confident he was with his approach to how the shoot was going to go. Because it's not a normal shoot at all. I mean, it, it, it's, everybody uses improvisation in, in their own unique way. And Tom has a, you know, it was an incredible thing to see him at work. Do you want to speak a bit about that? Yeah, sure. So should I talk about the, the, the script? Um, uh, I, I, was really, uh, I was really keen on creating um, my own process, having worked on, on as an actor. Um, the Cullen process. Yes, it's what it's now called, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I actually found out that um, I stole it, actually, from Godard, and I, I didn't know. But he, he, he used something very similar. But I, I was really uh, influenced by filmmakers like John Cassavetes and, and Lynn Shelton and... Um, uh, Shane Meadows uh, and Ken Loach. I, I really love the way that they they worked, and and so I created a process which I, I kind of called se semi improvised. So, like I said, I, I wrote a script that they the actors had. They knew the characters inside out, and then once I threw that out, I wrote what's called a scriptment, um, which is a very very detailed structure of of each scene. And I really really you know spent a lot of sleepless nights working on this and, and, and created this very, very detailed structure, which is what you see there. Then what I'd do in the mornings um, uh, is I would uh, call my crew in an hour, maybe two hours um, after the actors. So I'd get my actors in, I'd talk them through what the, what the scene is, the dynamics, the rhythms of, of the scene. Um, and, and, you know, they, they obviously have the roadmap, the scriptment. And then what I'd do is I'd start to talk of, kind of filter through the prism of their experiences, my experiences. It's incredibly manipulative. But I would, uh, and I would get them to talk about things that resonate with them within the themes. Um, and then we'd start to improvise and uh, I would shape and direct their improvisations. And it's again, it's a lot of like, saying the word no it's a lot of like going yes interesting yes 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 the stuff that you don't want like really encouraging them to talk and feeling very safe and then when they say something the thing that you want you're like oh that's great let's go there that's great how about if we put that in here and and then I'd build the structure of the scene that I wanted using their voice and and then I would also write some of it and then I'd go away and write it and then we would improvise it again and improvise it and improvise it so uh, I'm sorry and run it so we had the structure and then I'd create what like these very very fixed like flagpoles in the scene so that might be like a, a line or an action a thought um, and so I kind of describe it like a, a downhill slalom you know the skier has to go from A to B but they have to go through all of the all of the poles. Um, but however wide or narrow they take those corners, it, it's entirely up to them. But they have to get down there as fast as possible. And um, I knew how long I wanted the film to be, so I timed out each scene and I made sure each scene was running at the right time and I'd have my little stopwatch and if they were like 30 seconds over, I'd be like, you know, come on guys, let's smooth, smooth up those transitions. And so I created this process, which is... it's. Great, because it means that the actors are doing the best of improvisation, which is where they're having to think and listen on every line. 
but the 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 yeah, but I get a structured scripted scene where they have their emotional pistons going because often what can happen in improvisation is the performance is very surface because the actor's got a lot of fear they don't know where it's going they don't quite know what, what what they're supposed to say some actors like to talk too much some actors don't like to talk a lot and so so I get both both pistons firing off and it means that the actors can really go in deep on their emotions and it's amazing what can happen when an actor is freed with without uh, the shackles of a, of a script and I have like my family in it, so my cousin is in it, she sat there. Um, my, my dad, my stepdad, he plays the drug dealer, and uh, my sister's in it, my brother's in it, my mum's in it, my other cousin is in it. Um, my key grip is in it. I, I managed to somehow convince him to be in it, and then he did one day's filming had a great time, went out, got absolutely smashed with a clown. I shit you not, this is what happened. Got drunk with a clown, uh, went to bed about three o'clock in the morning, was locked out of his hotel room, went to the camera truck, stole a, <laughs> stole a ladder, climbed into his hotel room, fell asleep for about 20 minutes. The police came, <laughs> smashed down the door of his bedroom, and then he, he, was just, he didn't sleep all night. Turned up the next day, I was like, uh, I'm really sorry, I I'm, I'm not in a fit shape to, uh, to shoot today. I was like, Dude, I mean, that's just not how acting works. You know, you have to, you've done one side of the scene, we now have to do <laughs> the other side. Uh, and managed to convince him, and he was great, um, uh, thank God. Um, <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, it was, it was an interesting ex experience that. And there are some scenes that are written, like the mountaintop scene, for example, that's an entirely scripted scene um, uh, that's lifted from my original script, and there are other bits that are written, but yeah. That was a very long answer. It was a good answer. It was a good answer. Do we have any questions from out there? I'm sure we do. Here we are. First one over here. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I just want to say uh, thank you to Tom. Um, I was actually an extra in the um, the, the DJ scene. Um, oh, cool. Thank and you very much. It, and uh, it was my first on-set experience on a film, and as someone who wants to go into the industry, it was it was really valuable. Um, I was just curious. Obviously, this is your um, your direct directorial debut, and you said about fear. I was just wondering how you sort of managed maybe like the stress and pressure that you felt day to day on set. How how you sort of cope with that? And it's a really good question. Um, Sometimes I can deal with it. I mean, I'll talk about my acting because that's the thing that I, I, I deal with it most. Um, sometimes I deal with it really well. Sometimes I deal with it really, really, really badly. Um, it's such a weird industry, uh, the creative industry, because it's so um, self-referencing. You know, you don't have anyone else to blame. And so I find myself being incredibly un unkind to myself. But in those moments, I think the best thing to do is just to, to lean into the collaboration, the people that you're working with, um, and 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 get you know energy and support from them because they'll do it from you at some point and that's the beauty of it you know to realize that you know when you're inside your own head actually it's not about you you know it's about this this team this family this this kind of beating heart that is 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 a is that creativity on that amazing film set or play or rehearsal room i think and, and, and I just think, be kind to yourself, you know, uh, it's, it's really hard. And directing's crazy, I mean, I just didn't, I didn't sleep, because you shoot all day and then I'm having to like, secure locations in the night and deal with mic packs and you know, so you get about, disgusting, um, you get about uh, two hours, you know, two hours sleep a night and, and that was really hard to deal with the stress of that, but I just lent in and 
to the work and 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 with the, my unbelievable actors and my amazing crew, my amazing Welsh crew, and and really just like. Yeah, enjoying that, I think. Um, and, 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 for, and try and remember that the reason that we're doing it is because it's so fun, you know. Um, there are some serious and very stressful and real jobs that uh, are hard, and, you know, and they deserve respect. We should just have fun, you know, that's... that's yeah, anyway, I'm talking a lot, sorry. That was good, <laughs> thank you. Um, and yeah, there's, uh, there's one right at the back. Shout. Oh. Do you want to? Yes, that might be quicker. I can, I can speak loud. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> um, I was just wondering about um, your process with your actors to achieve the on-screen on -screen chemistry that you did, and also kind of piggybacking off that. Did you shoot in chronological order? Um, so I shot in Jay's beard order. That was what the entire schedule was based around, uh, taking his beard back in increments. So actually, we shot backwards in, in many ways. Um, uh, yeah, amazing how you can make somebody look so different in nine days just by shaving off a beard and having a moustache. I was actually wondering about that. I was wondering about that beard continuity because it was all there. It was just like, yeah, logistically. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was it a was beard schedule. Um, uh, <laughs> chemistry is one of those weird ethereal things that sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, it was very important to me that they had it. And so uh, I ran some improvisations with them about two months before shooting. And actually my original idea was that I'd written this script and so uh, I was going to, I created these improvisations that were memories for the characters that they would then recall on when shooting the script, which would have been in chronological order. So I would then have dropped in little things for the actors to, to say that would trigger. And, and I, literally, you know, you can see the triggering of the memories on, on camera. And in through those improvisations, I also wanted to create an environment in which they felt really safe to play and have fun. And a big part of like making that chemistry work for all of the characters, like the dinner scene, for example, which is a lot of people to, to navigate, the, the important thing was creating an environment where everyone really felt very, very relaxed. And like again, going back to the yes thing, where everyone felt like their voice and it was very valid and, and that their... Um, that there was nothing wrong that they could do. You know, they, they could just try anything out. And, and that's when the best stuff, stuff happens, the mistakes, you know, the, the kind of the faults. The, the, the danger lies in when an actor's trying to do something right. You know, as soon as you say no, the actor try to do something, the right thing, and that's when it's just terrible, because that's when they're acting. You know, they, they just start to, it's just, it's over. And so the chemistry, I think, came from an environment of just being like, yeah, let's go, let's go, that sounds great. And they just had fun, and you can, you can feel it. And I think they're having fun in those very in, intense moments too. You know, you can feel the, the enjoyment of, of playing. Yeah, thank you. Um, question here. Hi. Um, first thing, I just want to say, I had no idea that this was going to be on. I was literally, I was just sat next door reading a book because <laughs> I like to sit in chapter and um, somebody came out and said, oh, there's a spare ticket. So whoever's friend didn't show up, you know, thanks, because I really loved that. That was brilliant. Oh, <laughs> <Good>. um, <laughs> and the, the Q&A as well. I was like, am I going to stay for the Q&A? 
brilliant. Like, I'm, this is really insightful. I'm loving it. You're not talking too much. The question that I wanted to ask is one that you are fully entitled not to answer because it's, it's quite an annoying question. Um, but I often find when I see things um, like this, and, I, and then they'll have a name, like in this case, Pink Wall, which I was wondering when it would come up, and there's a, there's a line, and there's, they discuss about a pink wall. But I always find myself wondering like about about where the names of things come like th there was sorry to go on a tangent there was a, a play a brilliant play in the royal exchange a while ago called mogadishu a few years back and they only mentioned the word mogadishu once and i didn't know what the relevant was to the play other than it was it was a really good word mogadishu <laughs> and they used that as a play so pink wall is there like is it a metaphor is it deep you don't have to answer because it's an annoying question you know maybe it's for me to work it out but i'm, I'm always just wanting to know so um, yeah, I, some people ask me that, and I'd rather not answer. You don't um, have to, uh, because I think uh, interpretation is, is is much more interesting than me telling you what it is. Uh, that's the kind of point of the film. I wanted the film to be an argument in which some people would side with one and the other, and, and you know, and, and maybe reflect on their own experiences and relationships. And but uh, the pink wall thing, I was actually, I was actually worried about the pink wall title and, and the name springing up because I when I, I the same thing that happens to me is I go oh that's the title and I start to wonder what that is and and my worry was that people would then think that this is a film about Jenna's uh, Jenna's fault this is this is a fault of hers because it's about her cheating on him but it's not you know the 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 cheating the her sleeping with Scott is just a consequence of both of them so that was a, that was a concern for mine so I did play with other titles but nothing quite uh, felt right the worst title I came up with was um, are you ready for how wanky this is okay. Untitled, uh, untitled study of a landscape. <laughs> yeah, that one didn't 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 fly very well. Um, but no, pink wall just it had always been the title, and um, uh, and I, I just kind of stuck with it, you know, because this is yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm now answering the question. Yeah. So uh, so yeah yeah no. You don't. <laughs> no no that that's enough of an answer. Um, I mean, pink wall is a good title, you know it catches it sticks in the mind you know it gets you thinking when it does come up and also I would say I I didn't feel like I definitely didn't feel like the film was telling you to side with one character or the other which is something I really liked because I'm not sure I've seen there's very few films out there if any that I've seen where you're allowed to sort of go with both of them you know normally it's like ooh it's from his point of view or from her point of view and that yeah, yeah. thanks that was brilliant and that was, We're that gonna, was we a, can, oh. there's a there's a oh sorry well, there's, that was, another, that was there's a, another question there so if you want to ask that while she gives sure that was up. that was a concern of mine actually because I, I i wanted to make sure that the crew was split 50-50 male female and my editor was uh, female as well and that was really important to me because i didn't want to sit there and just suddenly like my male ego come up and, and, and weirdly side with him. I didn't know that that was, might ha happen, I just wanted to make sure it didn't happen. Um, to make sure that that argument is, is really level, you know, that they're both culpable and they're both victims. It's, 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 really, it's really important that that, 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 to me. Yeah, so that was, I'm glad that that worked because I worked very hard at that, so cheers. Hi. Um Wonderful film, very creative, very original, and uh, well done to all of you. Um, I just wanted to ask an intense question. 
um, for an intense movie. Uh, the themes of feminism and masculinity in it, if you could just explore, you sort of segued into that there, Tom, but if you could explore them a bit more, both you and Jamie, what that meant. Sure. Yeah, it's really interesting because I wrote this film before the Me Too movement had happened, before these conversations were really... Uh, Precedent. Well, I think they've always been precedent, but I mean, so visual um, and so in, in, in our everyday life. Um, and it was very important for me to really explore male and female dynamics. I didn't want to fall into those, those tropes. And so I actually flipped, flipped them, um, as we would normally see in, in cinema um, uh, or, or any art, um, because I felt like that was actually, in, in reflection, that was a lot more true to the relationships that, that I've had. And I really wanted to explore playing with those female and masculine stereotypes within art and, and kind of, yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? Challenging it. And it's really interesting. Some people have really, really reacted very um, sharply to some of it. And some people uh, have, have really, it's really resonated with them. Um, I think that it's important to, to always challenge and, 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 and explore the, uh, the structures that we find ourselves in. And I think art is the best way of doing that, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I know that I learn about myself often through watching theatre or, or listening to, you know. So, so I wanted to do that myself. And I wanted to explore in myself uh, what my masculinity is uh, and what those those masculine tropes are that are so fed down our throats of, of what a ma male is um, because it doesn't re resonate with me. Um, and I certainly wanted to make sure it didn't resonate with Leon and vice versa with the Jenna character. You know, women are never afforded a space to be funny and fierce and <coughs> angry and opinionated and an asshole and gorgeous and fun. You know, all of those big complexities, they're so, it's so reductive and I'm sick of it. And I, and, and uh, with Tatiana, I, I was very, she's an amazing actor and she's got an incredible career, but she's often playing parts that are just the same and the same. And I wanted to put her up on screen of, with all of her complexities and all the women in my life. Uh, and so it was very, very important to me that, that, that we explored that. And not also, you know, fucking hammering it over the head. It's, it's subtle, but it, 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 was, it was a truth to me that was undeniable. I think that's what you managed to do. I think that word exploration, because I think you were, you were looking into, almost forensically looking into this, this relationship without judging. So it's up to the audience to judge. I have a feeling, have we, how are we doing for time? Yeah, are we going on a bit? Can we have, oh, can we have another question? Another question? So at the front or here? At the front, yeah. Um, as a retired photographer, my question is more on like, the landscaping composition. Um, like the scene at the park, for instance, mm. you know, where you've got the, the natural lines of you know, where they're walking up and down pathways and the mountain top at the end. Mm -hmm. Did you have any, like, as a Welshman, any input with... Um, you know, the locations, or did you have like a location manager that kind of went out and kind of scouted them for you? Or did you have any input as, you know, where you had any ideas where you wanted to go? No, it was all, it was, it was all me. Um, so the, the, the mountaintop scene is, uh, 
uh, is my favorite place on earth. It's where I grew up and there's a big 18 mile bike ride that I did when I was like 11 with my stepdad as like a, I'm a man now kind of thing. Um, and and there's, this, there's this amazing hill that you, you, it takes ages to get up and you think it's never going to end and then you go down it and it's just beautiful. It's a reservoir, it's the Allen Valley. Um, but I, I, my influence on the cinematography was actually huge to, to, to the annoyance of my, um, to my DP who was a genius. And that's the, you know, the collaboration thing that we were talking about. Um, I really wanted to play with the camera in, in, in telling the story. So for, you know, to delineate these different years, um, I use the camera in different ways. So for example, in year one, uh, I use, uh, the, the, it's 4-3, the aspect ratio, which is kind of square, and uh, I wanted the, sh the depth of field to be very shallow, and, and I wanted it to be handheld to give it this energy, because I really wanted to replicate this feeling of love, you know, this kind of like rushy feeling where everything you see is just, you know, so close, and their faces, and I, kn I knew I was going to edit it uh, non-linear as well, jump around, that kind of like, oh, then this happened, then this happened, oh, yeah, and then, and then we went here, and then, oh, oh, no, hold on, I didn't finish that story, and, and this kind of like feeling, and we used, because um, we couldn't afford film, uh, we, in the grade, we used this different gradients of a Fuji film stock to make it kind of, give it this feel, this kind of beautiful, nostalgic feel, whereas on the mountaintop scene, it's my widest aspect ratio. Uh, it's super, super wide. Um, I, everything's on sticks, the camera doesn't move. Uh, I hold the actors at the edge of frame, you know, because they're, they're apart from each other, and, uh, and I mute the colors, and, and it was really fun to play with all of that, and like, play with shapes, and, and, and to, to aid this, you know, to aid the story. So, the park, for example, you know, we have this big path going down the middle of them as they're, as they're kind of at this very equal point in their relationship. The, it's almost like the yin and yang. You know, they're 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 opposite each other. It's all for me, but you know, I hope that some kind of like in some subliminal way it might transfer into the audiences. Oh well, when he's taking the pictures. Well, you can thank my art director for that. Uh, Gwyn, Steve, cheers, lads. That's a compliment for you, that one. <laughs> um, can I ask one quick question, which is, what is your favourite moment in the film? Oh. Like, when you think about it and you go, oh, I love that bit, or maybe two or three. Uh, it's, there's, okay, uh, God, that's a, it's my, it's my child, really? you know what I mean? It's like going, this is my child, I really like its left arm. <laughs> it's such a nice left arm. Um, there's bits, sorry to be so boring, there's bits in every single scene that I, I love the most, but I think the thing that I'm most proud of is, is, is the performances uh, and the actors. I think they are absolutely extraordinary, and, and I, I'm always learning more about these characters when I watch it. Um, through their, their, their nuances. Um, I really like all the year one stuff where they're falling in love, um, especially the photography section, actually. And my amazing uh, composer, Chris Heisen, who's my best mate since college when we were so poor, we were eating spam. And now we get to work on a, on a, on, on a, on a film together. But he wrote this beautiful, swelling piece of music. Uh, and I think that the collaboration of all of my friends and him in that moment uh, is probably my favorite. OK, brilliant. Thank you. Well, good luck with it. And Thanks. thank you very much for sharing it and for being here tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks.